seeing you here inside the womb. Greetings, Starfire. Neon womb. There we go. Welcome to Mad Science Films. I'm Jimmy P, filmmaker, section astronaut, and as ever, I'm joined by my deadly co-host. Oh, deadly, nice. James Morrissey, one half of the Mad Science Films team. So guys, uh, if you've been enjoying the Mad Science Films content, uh, then why not subscribe to our channel and come follow us on Facebook. If you have any comments or suggestions, it is in the comment section down below. Let's crack up with the show. Nice. Please check out our fourth feature film for free over on YouTube. Just search for Little Monster or click on the link in the show notes below. This week, we're campaigning for a forgotten masterpiece of genre cinema to be given the beautiful Blu-ray treatment, and it is my choice! Yes, that's right, I can hear all of the internet singing their praises. And I've decided to go with 1990, sorry, 1988's Grotesque, directed by Joe Donatore. Not quite sure of the pronunciation, but let, let's go with that. Okay, Jim, are you ready for a synopsis of this bad boy? Let's go, bro. Okay. A gang of crazed punks break into a family's vacation home in the mountains and slaughters the entire family, except for one daughter who gets away. So that's only part of the film. And we're going to get, I think we have to, to sing this film's praises, get into spoilers on this one, because that is really the very basic setup. And then it goes other places as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's start there and then let's move on. But uh, yeah, we're going to get into heavy spoilers, but I don't think it's going to ruin the enjoyment of the film overall. But just bear that in mind. So, Jim, grotesque. I'm not saying you're grotesque, but have you seen this film before? Um, no, this is the first uh, first time for me. I've seen this kind of film before. Well, um. I really enjoyed it. Like, I gotta be honest, it was it was um it's hard to pin, isn't it? Because there's so many, there's so many like it's it's either really just messed up and there's no direction, which is not, or it's completely well thought out and very um purposely done. Like it seems to be a horror film that loves being a horror film. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's so saturated in horror. Like it's just every minute of it, it's horror. You know, from the title, um, even the family's name is Kruger. The head of the family is a horror filmmaker. Um, and then you've got these horror, these punks who are just horrifically fucking, just horrible fucking people. So, so gloriously 80s. Do you know what they reminded <laughs> me? They reminded me of like the bad guys from a Police Academy movie. Yes, like, it did. Honestly, yes, I was expecting too. Bobcat Goldthwait to yeah, set up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I did. Oh god, that fucking that punk laugh like this over the top. Oh, I'm a psychopath, so everything's really funny. <laughs> that got a little bit annoying. Um, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that did kind of started to fucking piss me off a little bit. Uh, I, I kind of like the lead punk guy, uh, Scratch. He's like this Billy Idol, Freddie Star. Yeah. Kind of look like it. Lots of cocaine. It, it, cocaine seemed to inform his performance. Yeah, but so I can see that was probably uh, in in the director's notes. Your kind of uh, motivation is coke, <laughs> a lot of cocaine. Um, Linda Blair. I mean, she kind of goes missing a little bit. Like she doesn't. You know, it's not her best. 
performance. Um, I mean, I know she's just. Did you notice in the credits she's an associate producer? I was going to say, yeah. So yeah. she's an associate producer on this as well. So I don't know whether she was distracted with other things or. Possibly, or, or yeah. Whatever. yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, she didn't kind of steal the show. And and another another actor I wanted to see more of, but uh, we didn't. Was Rob Zadar? Rob Zadar's in this as well, isn't he? Yeah. And just wasted. Really wasted. Music. Really. Yeah. Like, why? Why wasn't he the main like gang no. leader? You've got Robert Zadar, and he's like not even like second wheel. He's like third. Yeah. Third punk from the left. It's like what? No, what a waste. I like the twist though. It's, it was such a giving film. It mm. starts off as like one thing, and then that turns out to be so. It's like this almost like hooded man is going to sacrifice his woman, and that turns out to be a kind of uh, a movie with a movie, 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 movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it kind of goes on, and I, I'm not sure whether the so. The dad, who's a um, Orwell Kruger, is it? Or is it Orville yeah, Kruger? Orville, Orville Kruger. Or, Orville yeah. Kruger. So he's obviously this horror filmmaker. And then when Linda... Special Blair... effects artist. So he's the special effects artist. And he's talking oh. to the producer. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. So he's, yeah, so he's the special effects guy. And his daughter is Linda Blair. And Linda Blair and her friend go to stay with him and his wife in the cabin. And her uh, friend was brilliant as well. Um, she... And this this is... Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought she was very well. I was expecting like either her or Linda Blair to become like the central characters. And for a while, Linda Blair was, but as you said, she kind of gets sidelined about three quarters of the way into the film. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah. I, 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 I really like that though, because you're following the character. Ooh, they, well, they're obviously going to survive. And then it's like, oh, actually they don't. And very early on too. So where's this film going? You kind of, kind of you kind of happily lost. It's like, oh, what's going on? And then of course you've got these twists where, um there's this hidden um hidden hidden room yeah hidden room where there's this step sibling well no no it's, it turns out to be like a, a, uh, a cousin cousin of linda blair yeah of course yeah, yeah. It, it's all fucking but it's really well done because because there, yeah. are, there are like again for, for the show i've ended up watching this three times um and script wise it's planted all the way through the film like so mm. by the end mm. it's not completely out of nowhere because you know she mm. asks early on when as soon as they get to the house and they get to her old bedroom she's like oh how's patrick and you're yeah. like well we don't see patrick until we do at the very yeah. end and you know the mom's like oh good days and bad days and then they're talking you know the the punks are like oh this guy must have like a safe or a secret stash or something yeah, the they built this isn't room. and yeah. it's again all of this stuff pays off um mm. and yeah absolutely man what I love about this film, and you've nailed it on the head for me, is the guy loves horror so much so that he does pretty much like as many subgenres of horror as he can do. So yeah, yeah there's this gothic movie in a movie prologue kind of thing, mm. which goes nowhere. And and to be honest, there's, there's like five minutes at the beginning of the film, which are like, okay, you know, it establishes he's a movie director, but that could have been a lot shorter. That, that's yeah. the one bit I was just like, eh, okay, all right. All right. Yeah. Then it turns into like this... Uh, home invasion flick for like 40 minutes with the punks mm -hmm. and yeah the punks are like proper 80s amped up oh we're angry at everything god damn you get off the road everything yeah. pisses these guys off um, and I love it then it becomes like a monster movie slash slasher 
basically. Yeah, like a where, Friday, almost like a precursor, like it could be like a pre-Friday the 13th, couldn't it? Yeah, you know, absolutely, Patrick, absolutely. And he goes yeah, on then, then like when Linda Blair kind of drops off the thing, it becomes like a manhunt posse film. So like this posse get together and, and hunt mm-hmm. down this, this monster. So mm-hmm. full on monster movie type thing. Yeah. Then there's the good cop, bad cop shit going on. Yeah, it becomes but- like a legal drama for a bit. <laughs> And then, and then we go into like a, a revenge movie, like a um, with, almost, with, yeah. and and another bit which again really loses me to be honest, with a proper what the fuck epilogue, um, <laughs> where we're back in the cinema, and and again it's it feels like, and the guy's done quite a few films, but it feels like the kind of film you make when you think this might be your only film you're ever going to make because you jam everything um, in. Yeah, and, yeah. And Jim, you'll remember, you know, when we were doing uh, Night Living Dead Resurrection, like, like we were throwing everything in there. There was like a hip hop opening, you know, with like freeze <laughs> yeah. frames and zooms in, and like, you know, yeah. all of this shit. And it was just like, this might be the only film we make, so let's just do everything we can do. And it feels like that, but it's not. This is like his fourth or fifth feature. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, he throws everything in there, um, and yeah, like. He's got a great cast. Linda Blair, not at her best. I think, you know, a uh, previous episode we did was The Chilling, and I found Linda Blair much more effective in The Chilling than in this. Yeah. Um, her friend was great, but again, spoilers, sorry, guys, dispatched too soon. But that also felt quite shocking because, you know, there were such yeah, good course. performances yeah. that you kind of were like, oh, shit, okay, mm. where the fuck is this going next? Mm. Um, yeah, you mentioned Robert Zadar who was really wasted and I think I think that was a false step like like you know as opposed to her, her uh, Linda Blair's friend Kathy or whatever you know that was like wrong foot in the audience but you know you have Robert Zadar you do something with him and he's killed off pretty early on and he only yeah. has like a couple of scenes and not a lot to do in it not big in it at all they, they could have put anybody else in his in his uh, shoes and yeah. you know it, it wouldn't have affected the yeah. film whatsoever because he, yeah, he just wasn't used at all yeah. I kind of like this little social commentary on what is ugly? Is it the outside? Is it the inside? They play on that a little bit as well. The thing with the brothers, you know, the dad and the uncle. So, you know, there's yeah. a, a dad who turns normal people into monsters and the uncle who turns monsters into, yeah. you know, yeah. beautiful people or whatever. And, and, and it's a bit on the nose and it's a bit clunky, but it's more than in these kind of films that we usually see. You know, normally in these yeah, kind yeah. of films, there aren't even that sort of levels or, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Um, the uncle, uh, Tab Hunter, again, who, who kind of like, um, we talked about Troy Donahue in earlier films. He's He was like this former matinee idol kind of guy in like Westerns and stuff like this. Um, and then had this resurgence in the 80s of doing like low budget horror, which mm. with John Waters it, and Divine, he was like the love interest of Divine in, in, in some of those movies as well. So it was great to kind of have him back as the uncle and he properly going for it and the the end reveal as well he's like look at me that's brilliant that was i didn't see that coming i didn't yeah. see that coming. No. and again really well done um and the good cop bad cop stuff it felt like a different movie but the sheriff was so good in it as well and he's been in a bunch of other stuff yeah um, yeah but it was so good that you know like I, I i wanted like almost to keep following him for a bit but then we moved on to the revenge plot so yeah, you just didn't know where it was going to go. Like I didn't know where it was. I just didn't know where we we're going to end up. You know, it was such a crazy film. Yeah. But um, yeah, quite, I've really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and it was nice to see like a bit of trivia there with with um, Guy um, Stockwell. 
playing uh, Orville Kruger, which of course is Dean Stockwell's uh, lesser known brother. But I thought oh, he was... I hadn't known that. Though. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but he he was really good though. He, was, he, he he looked like legit. He, he came across like he kind of knew his craft as, as an actor. So, uh, but again, he was all these great. It's almost like the shit, like like Brad Wilson, I think his name was, who played Scratch, the lead punk. Yeah. Hasn't done a great deal of stuff, so probably not the best actor. But I like how the poor actors survived the whole film, and then the better <laughs> actors were being killed off. <laughs> I mean, that might have something to do with the budget, and they could only afford yeah, yeah, that's the, it, yeah. the, the, the good actors for longer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Scratch, honestly, like, was just dialed up to 11. There was no subtlety or whatever. It's... And the bit where he's just like... He's pressed up against a tree, and he's just like, "Oh no, the monster is trying to kill us!" The car broke down, and he's like looking behind him as if to see, the, uh, "Is the posse buying this? Are they believing this bullshit?" It's so big, but I, yeah, I loved it. It was great. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, really good film. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, awesome. So, Jimothy, who do you think is going to be best place to put this bad boy out for us? Uh, again, it's just pretty difficult to kind of put in a, just one category, isn't it? So I just think, you know, 88 films, 101 films, you know, uh, good 80s horror fun. So I think they'd have a lot of fun putting that together. And uh, yeah. Yeah, good call, good call. Um, I've gone with Arrow. Um, again, I think, yeah, like, like you said, like they do put out a lot of like horror 80s slashes, stuff like Doom Asylum and stuff like that. And it feels... Of that kind of ilk that level um in terms of budget but then actually it's it's a bit better in terms of the content and and yeah yeah play with uh so i think arrow would be great and i'd love to see you know like um more info on the making of there's there's a bit of trivia on the imdb page that apparently in post-production linda blair kind of fell out with the filmmakers a bit and they went in a different direction than the original script so I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Linda Blair, you know, if we could get her to talk about it, that would be fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just think Arrow could put together a really good package. Mm. Apparently, there is a cut out there without the epilogue with the, the Frankenstein and the Wolfman creature. Um, yeah. And yeah, that I mean, that felt ridiculously tacked on beyond the fact that, you know, we love monsters, we love horror so mm. much, then let's mm. put that in. So it'd be interesting to see how the film plays just without that ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, again, it just went on far too long, and you were like, I'm not sure the point. But I did love the fact that Linda Blair is in the audience very briefly. She kind of stands up and goes, yeah. ah, and runs yeah. away. Like, for two seconds. Like, literally, she's less than that. She's probably, you know, like, about in five frames of the film before she runs off. But that's dedication, man, you know? Commitment there, and that's wacky Andy, wasn't it? Absolutely crazy. Yeah. So, Jim, you've seen Grotesque. You still, despite the fact it is about seven films in one, you still fancy <laughs> watching another film after Grotesque. What are you going to suggest to peeps? Well, uh, I've gone for a few. Now, I've gone for Last House on the Left. Okay, I think that's kind of in that same vein as it, Home Invasion. Very violent, um, good stuff. Uh, so, Last House on the Left. Another home invasion, more recent, uh, funny games. So you're yeah. switching out your punks for these uh, more middle class psychopaths, I guess. But, uh, that's just straight up like home invasion, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but if you still like murdering punks, uh, a film I watched recently, um, I haven't seen it for a very long time, 
and that's uh, Class of 1984. Ooh, nice. Absolutely brutal, yeah. Brutal yeah. punk just on a murder spree. So, yeah, there's my three. Good, cool, man. Like that, like that. Um, so my first recommendation is very similar, um, like a home invasion where the home they invade is like more fucked up than they are. Um, yeah. So Killers, which is like an early or mid-90s uh, movie, which I like knew nothing about, saw on the shelves in Blockbuster, and bizarrely is now on, let me get this right, it used to be IMDb TV, but now Freevee, which you can get through uh, Amazon Prime for free or whatever. No. Um, so Killers, where, yeah, it's this, like, kind of like uh, brothers who are on the run, they hold a family hostage, and it turns out the family are properly fucked up. So similar to um, Last House on the left, but, like, dialed up to 11, so definitely worth yeah. checking that out. Um, Again, similar kind of thing, uh, not necessarily a home invasion, but, um, you know, people breaking into a house and the house turns out to be more fucked up than they thought. People Under the Stairs from Wes Craven. Oh, yeah. Love that film. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Um, and if you haven't seen it for a while, I guarantee it's weirder than you remember it being as well. So there's that. Um, another film which I absolutely love, and it starts off as one thing and then twists and turns into another one, From Dust Till Dawn one of my favorite films of yeah. all time um and it just yeah pulls off that twist so well that mm. you know you could you could watch the film that it starts out out as and you'd be perfectly happy if it carried on in that vein but then it goes to completely different territories so that's good um and then a completely random one but if you're in in the mood for like a movie where one of the main characters is a special effects guy and you don't know what's real and what's not effects with brian uh is it brian brown and brian dennehy I'm, yeah. I'm fairly sure it's the two Bryans. Brian, um, yeah. Quality 80s movie. Brilliant. I love FX, man. Yeah. Like, that was part of the reason. That and FX2 were part of the reason that I became obsessed with horror films, was just yeah. how amazing those movies were. Cool. Okay, guys. So have you seen Grotesque from 1988? What did you guys think of the film? Uh, what did you think of our take on the movie? And are there any other films that you think would go nicely with Grotesque? Also, guys, we love viewer recommendations. We've got a couple more coming up as well. But please, if there are any films that you want us to check out and make the case that they deserve a beautiful Blu-ray treatment, send us your recommendations. And Jim, what else can these people do? So, guys, if you do like this video, then please hit the like button. If you've been enjoying the Mad Science content and want to subscribe to our channel, come follow us on Facebook. Like Jim said, any suggestions or comments, it leaves us in this comment section down below. Thank you and goodbye. Sup. <laughs>